can't get out from under my bonnet. And it's getting worse. Uh, the bill has been introduced at the uh, state legislature yesterday requiring anti-theft devices in vehicles 10 years old and newer amid a wave of Kia and Hyundai thefts that's riddled the Twin Cities. Now, here, here's a quote that, I, I, that alerted me to how much trouble we're in. What we have right now is a situation where a manufacturer has produced an automobile that is simply not safe to have in our community right now, oh. Representative Zach Stevenson, Democrat of Coon Rapids, said. On Monday, lawmakers proposed a bill that would require manufacturers to install anti-theft protection devices for free to any vehicle made after January 1, 2013, without an immobilizer. How can you have, now we called him, or you tried to call him. I really want to talk to this fellow. His name is Zach Stevenson. I've seen him quoted a few times on the news. He's very pro-marijuana, and I don't know much about him, except he represents the Coon Rapids area. Look him up, Rook. How old is he? Zach Stevenson. I saw his photo before I made the call. Normal-looking guy. I would say he's probably in his early to mid-30s. Yeah, anyway, you tried to reach him because I want to confront him. It I was, really want to confront him. It was so good. How his, good was his it? incoming voicemail message. I almost want to play it for you and the GLers on the show. Well, because, why don't you then? All right, then I'm going to. <laughs> all right, all go right. ahead. Because it's it's pretty good to huh? show you the layers of, of protection here. Uh, Zach Stevenson, 35A, where is biographical Coon Rapids, mm-hmm. occupation prosecutor, BA public policy analysis, Knox College. And his JD from the University of Chicago elected to a third term in 2018. Married spouse, uh, two children. Mm-hmm. Spouse is Austin. He's not going to answer. I'm just letting you know. All right. So he must be. Uh, I, I. He must have married a guy. You have reached the voicemail of Representative Zach Stevenson, chair of the House Commerce, Finance, and Policy Committee. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, this voicemail is being checked remotely. Due to the freaking pandemic that started three years ago, I ain't taking no calls. And and it's been over for a year. Well, wouldn't you check it remotely even in the midst of a big pandemic? I I don't understand his point. Due to the pandemic. It's a phone call. Hey, Zach, I got your pandemic right here. That's true. Doesn't everybody check their messages remotely? You have to. we should have left a sneeze message. How can you have a functioning society? And I'm deadly serious. How can you have a functioning society with this kind of thinking? Uh, you can't. There's a there's a breaking you, point. You just there's, can't. there's an intersection point where caves. He believe. How can we? What we have right now is a situation where a manufacturer has produced an automobile that is simply not safe to have in our community right now. Uh, he went to Coon Rapids, graduated in 2002, uh, was a prosecutor, is a prosecutor for Hennepin County, former staffer for Amy Klobuchar, Senator Klobuchar. Well, his ideology is destroyed. Uh, I mean, he has no ideology. I, I and this is who represents us. This is who represents the Coon Rapids area. A guy who believes that it's the car's fault if it gets stolen. 
How can you have a rational functioning society? Another emailer wondering if Melvin Carter is going to sue automobile manufacturers because suspensions aren't strong enough to withstand the potholes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Or because maybe they're not safe enough for when somebody hijacks, they might drive into a restaurant. Or they could hit, they could steal a Hyundai and then get hurt in a pothole. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) So uh, so that would be double double whammy. Do we know what kind of car? Because uh, Kenny, we talked about it Friday. The car that flipped over the bridge on ninety four. That was a Friday. Hyundai. Was it that a was, Hyundai? Yes. Sir. Oh, there you go. They're not. Oh wait, what's safe. the what's the other one? Uh, uh, Hyundai and uh, the Kia. Kia? Kia. Kia. I think it might have been a Kia. Okay, let's break this down. Now, if you told me that BMW had as a trim level, an option level on their three series, a uh, a means of the owner starting the car by merely approaching it and clapping their hands. Okay. Maybe I could see the point. Maybe I could see, wait a minute, BMW. Are you really that? See, at that point, BMW is stupid. Yeah. At that Mm -hmm. point, BMW has to be confronted with their stupidity uh, that some owner would actually have paid an extra $982 for that option. And so now, hell, I'd well, steal. They one. are getting easier to start, but but there is nothing in the, the ability to trick start a Kia that benefits the owner of a Kia. Does that make sense? In other words, yeah. no owner of a Kia is going to dismantle the steering column in order to start the car. Right? No, they put a key in and start it like a normal car Let's owner. Let's go. And somehow, some kids got wind of the idea that. You just dismantle this thing and put a telephone charger on it, and bing, bang, boom, you can start it up. That's not the point. The point is criminals steal cars. It's not the car's fault. If And I really wanted to talk to this, Stevenson, because I, I, I think he's a lost case. I, I don't know how we can function with the likes of him. He's a lawyer, a prosecutor. Uh, I, I, I now distrust him in anything he would do. He'd and, come on, but due to the pandemic, he's well. He could be on remote, yeah, six gotta. feet. But if you uh, if you believe that it's not safe to have a car in the neighborhood that turns out has been routinely stolen, what else would you? What? Where do you stop with that corrosive ideology? Where do you? Where else do you go to continue to create a society that is no longer functioning? Cars cannot be driven over the speed limit. Um, uh, cars cannot, you can't use excessive uh, acceleration. My, I'm seeing government cars in our future, Joe. Mileage restrictions? My, absolutely. Well, no, 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 no. Forget cars. Yeah, take remove his, it from take, cars. Take oh. his ruined ideology and apply it to other areas well, of life. You're seeing what? it with guns. Well, what about a construction site? Uh, let's say there's a new apartment construction site in Coon Rapids. And for some reason, the bulldozers in their excavation uh, unearth uh, a tall pile of rocks hmm. that are about the size of softballs. And by his logic, you would have to order the uh, the construction company to to get rid of the rocks because they're too easily thrown. Yeah. 
Oh, disposed well, of in a proper manner. Yeah, they probably already are. Get rid of the rocks because they would be too tempting to be thrown at other people. Okay. What if somebody broke into your house? Speak and louder, was, John. What if somebody broke into your house and was able to get through your lock? Wouldn't that be your fault then under his right. reasoning? Right. It, it wouldn't be the thief's fault. No, it would not be the thief's fault. It would be the lock company's fault. Yeah, the yeah. manufacturer. Or, or the, the homeowner, yeah. yeah. But that's where the mystery is taking us. I haven't heard accountability once. Not once. The word accountability in any sense. Does this guy, did you tell me he had children? Well, it's he, on his Wikipedia page. It says he's married to his wife, Austin. Well, they that's have a two children. horrible name, by the way. He All resides right. in Grand Rapids. <laughs> in 2023, this year, he came out as bisexual. That doesn't mean anything, but that's just what He did, life. okay. His wife Mary is, is female. I, I did hear you say earlier. Luke, Why is that? He Why is a guy. That? His wife is a female. Austin. That's on his page? His wife well, is yeah. a female, Jack? His wife is a female, yes. On the Zach Why Stevenson State House, you can see see all that. Important. I don't know. Well, I didn't not, write yeah. it, Kenny. Well, Kenny, I know. It's important because he's probably the first. Probably. Well, let's let's not get hung up on his sexuality let's let's get hung up on this corrosive ideology because if you believe that cars are unsafe because they can be stolen where else are you going to go with this what law could possibly remain a law <laughs> because it's fluid. what law it's... could possibly remain a law you know damn well where he would be standing on guns i don't right. even think it's a risk to guess where he stands on guns, it's the gun's fault. Yeah. When cops shoot at somebody, it's the cop's fault. Even so though they're coming at him. Shot, it's the gun's fault. Yeah, even though the perp is coming at him with a knife and right. they're about to get stabbed in the face. This is pathetic. This is this is alarming. Although we've we've brushed up against alarm here for years, but it's becoming more and more evident that these are lost souls that have no grounding in common sense, have no grounding in the belief of right and wrong, have no grounding in rules and regulations. This guy's a lawyer. Well, this goes back to being modeled as a child, and there's no winners and no losers. You're all winners. And, um, yeah, this, this is what we're seeing across the board with all of the uh, Democrats. I, I just, I, I it's, it's as if they're pushing each other out of the way to say, my wokeness is more important than yours. Point here's, of privilege, point of privilege, point of privilege. That's what it is. You're yeah. right, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a dreadfully sad note. I mean, we're witnessing, uh, we're witnessing the complete destruction of a functioning society yeah and we've seen it in other ways the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings the destruction of portland the destruction of seattle and san francisco los angeles minneapolis st paul we're witnessing because these are not qualified people these are outliers these are people with such corrosive ideology that they're blaming inanimate objects for the behavior of sentient beings. It's it's beyond my comprehension, to tell you the truth. What's next? What's next? I've like you said, what law is gonna stand? Have I ever told you guys the story of our stolen outboard motor? No. No. When I was a kid. 
No. Wait. No. Go ahead. T- tell it again. That, we had an out, we had a twenty blue shelled twenty five horse Evan Rude. So that means it would have been about a fifty three or fifty four Evan Rude on the back of a Lyman outboard boat uh, in front of the cottage that ultimately got torn down, and my old man built a year round home there. Well, one night apparently somebody came in the dark, and they took the motor. So when everybody awakened in the morning and went down to the the lakefront, the motor was gone from the boat. And neighbors from 12 houses on either side came over and stared in astonishment that somebody stole a motor. It was so unthinkable. How unthinkable. It was so unthinkable that people just stood around and, and no one, it did not occur to anyone to blame Evan Root. Right. But was the group. And they were really easy to steal. Were the, uh, were the group looking. No, no, no. But, but what I remember from it, uh, what I remember from it was the astonishment that people uh, witnessed a theft. You're they right. Could, they couldn't believe the it. days. Everybody of, lived in a time when we left our doors unlocked. Right. The the days of marching your kid down to the store because they stole a piece of chocolate. I did. I had. That's I was been one done of the to me. Scared straight. Those <laughs> days are over. Experienced yes. that too. Yeah, I was uh, marched. The the scene on the shore. I'm picturing a Norman Rockwell painting it where was. a couple of gentlemen have got their hat pushed back oh, yeah. and they're scratching <laughs> yeah. the top yep. of their head. Yep. And all you did was undo the clamps that attached right. the motor, the transom. Right, they were pretty really, easy. You know, Stevenson, Zach Stevenson would have been beside himself filing lawsuits against Evan Rood and Mercury and Johnson and C. King and all the rest of them. They were easy to steal. And he quite literally would have blamed Evan Root hmm. if this was the modern times and the same thing happened. Do your girl and your Johnson. That's right. <laughs> and you keep telling me that was a real ad. That was a real yeah. ad. Yeah. You, your kids, and your Johnson. I don't know where we go, fellas, because I'm despondent at the fact that uh, those governing us are, uh, they're, they're mentally gone. They're gone. Hmm. I got it from our best mole. That we now have, I think Kenny and I are going to play a game today too with oh, Carrie Dietzig. Uh, is it Carrie Dietzig? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got to be Walt's daughter, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. That's yeah, what I assumed. Is. Yeah, it is. it is. We got a note from our uh, mole that uh, you know what happens when one team controls everything. DFL wants to take what St. Paul has done, guaranteed basic income and expanded to other cities and tribal communities. Communities, There's not been any study or analysis in St. Paul as to the impact of this active program, but let's not wait for that. The DFL bill would spend $100 million in 2024 <laughs> and $100 million in 2025 to fund guaranteed basic income. You as the mole notes, do you think they would stop funding it then in 2026? What's their number? <laughs> right. <clears throat> Five million in 2024 to identify local governments, nonprofits, and tribes to be part of the program. All of this before knowing results from what St. Paul is actually doing. Then I was linked to the uh, to the bill, Minnesota Basic Income Grant Program. 
The Commissioner of Human Services must establish a competitive grant program for local government entities, uh, Minneapolis tribal nations, or nonprofit organizations to provide regular cash payments to recipients in order to disrupt poverty, build wealth, advance equity, and support a recipient's basic needs. To be eligible for a grant under this section, applicants must be a local government entity, Minnesota tribal nation, or nonprofit organization, have the capability to provide monthly payments to eligible recipients and meet the requirements under this section. So the way I read that is uh, the government of uh, Zach Stevenson out there in Coon Rapids, the Coon Rapids uh, City Council could apply for a grant, and then it would be up to the likes of the city council to determine who could receive the guaranteed income. We no longer have a functioning society. It, it's it's, the, it's the being erased. The, the output doesn't equal the input. There is no output. No, Don't we they already want to pay out. They want to pay out, but they're, they, they're not realizing the money they're drawing from is going to dry up eventually. We kind of have that already with welfare, don't we, Joe? Sure, we do. And and unemployment benefits. Well, you know, even the new police chief, is it O'Hara? Yes, yes. And the mayor, the little guy, Fry, uh, they're on board with uh, the thinking of Stevenson to sue the, the car manufacturers. If If... If in some future life, historians unearth want, our remains, <laughs> unearth the remains of what was once the great experiment known as the United States, and they look back and they wonder where it fell, uh, I think Stevenson's quote should be inscribed in marble. What we have right now is a situation where a manufacturer has produced an automobile that is simply not safe to have in our community right now. He says right now. Does that presuppose that there will come a time when it's safe to have it in the community? You're right. And how about, so they say cars that are 10 years or older. Yeah. So 10 years ago, it was safe to have that vehicle, but right now it's not? Apparently. And this is all vehicles? Yes, this, the bill is uh, all vehicles, 10 years old and newer, that don't have this anti-theft uh, addition to its ignition control. Mm -hmm. All vehicles. So they've jumped from Hyundai, Hyundai and Kia to all vehicles. Hmm. Take a time out. Well, please. now that the uh, governor just signed licenses for all, we're going to have a real big problem on our hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, wait before you go. Okay. Wait, hang on. Dokovic, the tennis player. Yes. He's not vaccinated. Correct. He's not allowed in this country. Right. Well, <laughs> explain the people at the border then. Oh, that's different. Okay. Thank yeah, you. no, that's, that's just you. different. All right. All right. I was just wondering. As long as you have an ID and you're an illegal, you're fine. All right. No need right. shots. All right. Well, they're just because. The Djokovic, is it Djokovic, whatever? Djokovic. They're still mad at him from uh, when he protested, protest, protested that a few months ago. I think they're still mad at him for that. We are a global joke. We are a rapidly deteriorating disaster.
I suppose if a 14-year-old stabs a guy with a stick, it would be the fault of the... uh, The stick stick and the tree it came from. The trees weren't properly managed. It was too easy to get a stick. Uh, It's endless. If you're thinking, is that effed up, where do you stop? What would this guy ever hold... What would this guy ever hold a person responsible for do your um do your cars when you start them up and it's below 32 degrees do they give you a message saying there could be ice yes so does mine 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 2016 so i imagine a day in uh zach stevenson's future where if it's under 32 degrees and your car decides to tell you there could be ice it's going it's going to control your speed and not allow you to go over 40 miles an hour absolutely Absolutely. See, I see this infiltrating the automobile industry first. As a trial balloon. It would prevent a lot of crashes that are due to speed in inclement weather conditions. But, I mean, it's, it's an incredible brooch on our freedoms. Somebody wants to go 80 and crash when there's ice? You know, God bless America. That's the way we are, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm ready. Let's do our Kerry Dedzik thing. It fits here. All right. How do I set it up? And do you want me to read the first couple of paragraphs? Yeah. yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right. I am rolling. Am I doing something? Yes, please. You know. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Uh, March 14th, next Tuesday, a week from today. That's how long the Liberty Safe March Madness sale is hap- uh, going on up at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. You can save up to $400 through the 14th on select Liberty Safes. A couple of Centurion 24s with a 40-minute fire protection. These kind of go up the scale. The USA Series Level 3. Colonial, level four, Fat Boy, level five, and then the big, big one, the Lincoln Series, level seven security rating and a two-hour fire protection rate, all of them on sale. You can save up to $400 during this big March Madness sale through next Tuesday. Uh, The Liberty Safe lineup, not only me, but everybody says the best money can buy made right here in the United States of America, transferable lifetime warranties, Professional delivery and installation always available, courtesy of Rich, the owner of Maple Grove Lock and Safe. He's at 6901 East Fish Lake Road and on the internet at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Carrie Dedzik, a legislator, DFLer, of course, she's the majority leader of the Minnesota Senate. She has a very cheerful, cheerful piece yeah. that Kenny's worked up about called DFL is Delivering for Minnesota. And it's in today's Star Tribune. Maybe, Kenny, you could take it from there. The gridlock is over. Mm -hmm. When Minnesotans elected a new DFL majority in the Senate last November, they sent a clear message that they were tired of the frustrating gridlock and inaction that had blocked many of their priorities at the state capitol. You see that right there? Yeah. 
what that means is they were really angry that they weren't getting their way. You fixed it for us. I just fixed it. <laughs> At the end of the 2022 legislative session, they saw promised tax cuts disappear, agreements to fund top priorities like schools, nursing homes, public safety, and job-creating infrastructure bills fall apart. In short, Minnesotans demanded something different, a government that is accountable, responsive to their struggles, and willing to compromise to finish its important work. Uh, that's a euphemism for we firmly believe that the government should be in charge of creating jobs, not the private sector. You fixed it for us. Mm -hmm. We've already enacted more than 100 million in tax cuts and delivered urgent help for out-of-work Minnesota miners and bi with bipartisan support. To keep communities safe across Minnesota, we've delivered funding to triple the amount of help and expertise the Attorney General can give to small and rural counties to prosecute murder cases and other violent and complex crimes. Miners are out of work because we have prohibited mining. Huh. It's so simple that the space she could have saved, the ink. Right. And now we are moving on a series of con uh, consumer protection bills, including one to address the exploding number of catalytic converter thefts that cost car owners across Minnesota thousands of dollars and many months to fix. Simple. We need to sue the manufacturers for making the catalytic, catalytic converters more difficult to steal. Yep, yep. You fixed it. We're working to address price gouging, including large drug companies, and to ban the cruel practices of conversion therapy. And we will continue our push for property tax relief and tax cuts for families who are now finding childcare unaffordable. And rest assured that if we come up with property tax relief and tax cuts for families, we'll dream up new taxes to cover up our losses. <laughs> the truth. You just fixed it with the truth. The carbon emissions posing the number one threat to the health of our planet. The number one threat to the health of our planet is a very rough time now in the world of public safety. We've, en we've enacted transformative laws that puts Minnesota on the path to 100% carbon-free electricity by 2040. And we don't care what that means for your electric bill. By doing this, we're, but, but Joe, by doing this, we are restoring our state as a leader in fighting climate change and creating clean energy jobs. That's a legacy worth delivering to future generations. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> right to the point. No, no Excuse it isn't. me. Yeah. Uh, we've enacted a bipartisan ban on discrimination against persons' natural hair, something that disproportionately happens to black women in our state. And we've made June uh June, excuse me, Juneteenth. Is that how you say that? Mm -hmm. June, Juneteenth. Yeah which commemorates the end of slavery, a state holiday. Because we're doing everything in our power to sustain the legacy of slavery because we don't want anyone to forget it because that's how we continue to control the masses. We've made our roads safer by allowing every Minnesotan to earn a driver's license after passing required tests and purchasing insurance. And we don't care if the cars are too difficult to steal. We're working towards that. 
will push efforts that Minnesotans have been willing for, like paid, that have, oh, excuse me, uh, that have been waiting for, like paid family and medical leave, electoral reforms that strengthen our democracy, and funding to improve the health and safety of our communities. Ultimately, we'll deliver a balanced budget. No, you won't. And we're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. There's a difference. Minnesotans, tired of gridlock and inaction, were looking for a change. We listened, and now we're leading the progress. We're getting things done and improving lives. The end. No, you're not. <laughs> Joe, you just fixed it for her. You're not improving lives. I I read that this morning, and there was steam coming out of my ears. It's just a big, blatant lie. The Ford Motor Company. Here's the other thing. The, the automobile manufacturers, they lay down in front of these people. They did cave. They they cave in front of these people. They rushed into the production of EVs. Is that as a result of getting the government money from the bailout uh, a decade ago or whatever it was? Is that when they started to really be forced no. to listen to environmentalists? No, it's a result of their fear of being considered out of favor by the banking industry, which also was acting in concert with a uh, political process to ruin life. So if you don't uh, jump through the hoops that the politicians come up with, ESG scores, for example, environmental, social, and governance, maybe the bank won't give you a loan. So therefore, the automobile manufacturers, for example, it would be the same with toothpaste and potato chips and, and whatever. But the automobile manufacturers, they lay down in front of these people to impress upon them how seriously they take them. Ford uh, is paving a way now uh, for a car that can functionally repossess itself. I don't understand. That way you won't have to involve anybody. Apparently, Like a boomerang? Apparently there's some <laughs> computer uh, chip they can invent ah. that would prevent the car from starting if you're behind on your payments, well, but, which I'm surprised uh, the political class would yeah. go for. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, oh, you're too, that's okay. That's okay. It doesn't matter if yeah. you're behind. Uh, don't worry about it. We're not going to repossess it. That's right. That's too harsh. That's right. Anyway, that's what they're doing. So... <laughs> You buy a Ford, and, and apparently if you fall behind on the payments, but there'll be always a Zach Stevenson to step forward and find some fault with that uh, because that's not fair. It's not fair of the car to prevent you from, from driving it. <laughs> so Ford's application makes it clear that cars of tomorrow will be capable of high-tech wizardry. Boy, I'll tell you, I really, I really think that that's true. I think maybe... Uh, Cars is going to be the first. Uh, what's the the first mountain they conquer? Yeah. In uh, in reducing your freedom to just drips and dri dribbles. Big car. Uh, big oil. Big car. Big car. <laughs> big education, though they don't do that. No, one. can't do that. No, they don't and do even Carrie said there, where we we failed education. Uh, you've been saying it for decades. Half the budget goes to education. Well, it's all a lie, and they're all beholden to the educators so, who elect them. The administrators get the money, and the union gets the money. The teachers don't get necessarily the get the money. The teachers are being deprived of an education by administrations that are so steeped in this nonsense, they don't know what to do about it. Do you know that that Joe Gossard won't even return the call of uh, <laughs> Jane Prince, who's a St. Paul City Council member? She emailed wow. me. Well, why, why should he? Well, get rid of this fool. 
what obligation does he have to, you know, city council person? I think politicians, board members, council members, and the like should have to sign a sworn affidavit that if a constituent wants to get in touch with them, they have 48 hours uh, to do it. I will not argue that. Okay. Well, best of luck. I mean, I don't disagree yeah, with you, like but best well, of luck. It's like it's unanimous man. here. That was really out in a limb, Rook. Okay. By the but, way, the Kia and Hyundai movement uh, is uh, being uh, addressed everywhere in the country, not just here. So the political class is onto it, no matter what city you're in. They're more than willing to blame Kia and Hyundai. So states' attorney generals are on board with this. Oh, yeah. And yeah. going after them. Yeah, well, they're protecting the consumer. You, you know what? You're not doing a damn thing for me as the owner of the car. I didn't I didn't buy the car because I thought it would be easy to steal. I have a 22-year-old that uh, owns a, a Kia, and we box run every night. <laughs> <laughs> what year basically is it? put the cars... It's a 2015. I don't know what it is. Well, you should be. You should get compensation. For I that. should get compensation for it, but I'm not asking. It shouldn't be your responsibility. Right, right. Those damn criminals. Yeah. I don't know why you still can get jewelry. Huh? Well, I mean, the day's coming when I suppose jewelry oh. will be so frowned upon by the elites that only the elites will have jewelry. Yeah, but you only have one place to go <laughs> if you're going somewhere. So get to Moeller and get your own jewelry. Yep. I shopped there. I've shopped there for 30 years. Just oh. don't ask him for help. You know, Moeller doesn't know anything. You <laughs> want to go to RF Moeller Jeweler, family-owned and operated since 1951, Ford and Cleveland in St. Paul, brand-new remodeled building. It's really cool. And uh, 50th in France in Edina. Really, they are educated staff. I've gotten to know them, and I, I don't look for an owner when I go in. I just go to the staff, and they oh, help yeah. me. Uh, I was there recently, had a watch fixed. They got their own in-house stuff. I mean, it's 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 the best. That's where everybody in my extended family has celebrated whatever they've needed for birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, engagements, graduations. It's absolutely the uh, cream of the crop in jewelry and estate jewelry. And uh, you can get a ring from a curated collection a curated collection or work with an in-house artisan to create the ring you want yeah but my favorite is this though come on i know they're selling jewelry yeah but they're selling service the last time i was in that wonderful store i went to the back room bobby closed the glass doors and i said what do you got for me yeah and then a drawer opened and <laughs> and yeah i didn't leave for about another 45 minutes i forgot i've to known buy these ring. molars all my life uh well, it seems that way. It seems that it way. It seems yeah. that way. And uh, I, I swear by RF, it's the only jewelry store I've ever gone to, to tell you the truth, and the only one I will ever go to. And I highly recommend it. Great website, rfmoller.com. But two locations, RF Moller Jeweler in St. Paul, Ford in Cleveland in Highland Park, and at 50th in France in Edina. Might as well go to John here. Okay. Now the uh, the whole uh, freeway ripped up a black community is coming to Minneapolis. South Minneapolis. I saw that. Because I-35W apparently obliterated a black cultural corridor. Okay. <clears throat> These regressives really want to go backwards, don't they? How far back do you want to go? 
Now I'm with the Rondo people. I wasn't in a uh, in a position to do anything about it, but that that could have '94 could have gone a different route. There could have gone over uh, behind University. I don't know anything about downtown Minneapolis's route. It just went straight out of downtown South. But then here's my question about that, though. And I don't want to seem like an asshole, but well, too late. When you build a freeway, <laughs> it's going to come at the expenses. So, for instance, when they did Highway 14 in southern Minnesota, they they purchased a lot of farmland. Right. Well, okay. So, are those people entitled to? Oh, that's they, a great point. How well, many farmers? It, it's a great point, but all the interstate people were not given the money they should have gotten. Okay. For their houses, etc. For instance, Rondo. Uh, they didn't receive the money they were supposed to. And what would be in that time frame the easiest group of people to bully around? Fair. I'll accept that. Yeah, I, there's no getting around it. Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't it wasn't just St. Paul. I mean, it was God, go read New York. There's a book about Robert Moses. That's amazing. Well, Moses was a devil. Oh, yeah. And of course, he went after the black uh, people because they were easy to push around. They didn't have any power. So when a freeway went through a guy's farm, did they pay him fair market value? I, probably. I, but it wasn't an offer. It was. It was you take it. We're told. Yeah. yeah. Here's you, what you we're taking. Yeah. And here's no. what you get. And now those farmers, in some cases, have to drive miles to uh, the nearest bridge in order to access their acreage on land. the other side of the freeway. Yeah. So maybe they should be reimbursed for at least their fuel expenses. No, you're playing the game. Playing the game. See how I can benefit. Right. Rook, will you please give me Minnesota Masonic Charities, sir? By the end of this legislative session with the DFL dominance, the state will be destroyed. And now that everyone's getting a license, mm -hmm. they'll stay in power. Yep. So there was an interesting item over the weekend in the paper. Um, the very first legal action by the state in the feeding our family, excuse me, feeding our future meal fraud scandal was prosecuted. She was fined $1,000. Mm -hmm. And later in the story, it says she... Okay, uh, according to the prosecutors, this gal claimed to have served meals to over 25,000 children a day and was reimbursed for more than 18 million. Yep. And she was fined $1,000. That's her sole punishment? Yes. Is she going to prison? No. No. And this was a plea deal they offered her. And if she violates any of this in the next five years, she'll have to pay a penalty of one hundred thousand um, dollars. If she uh, incorporates a, a nonprofit, bucks. what about the eight, eighteen million? Right. Her attorney Where said. Where are you reading this? Star Tribune. Today. Um, Today. No, it was a couple of days ago by Kelly Smith. It was either Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, they sneak that Somali shit on Saturday, so nobody reads it. Um, according to her attorney, she denies any wrongdoing but has limited resources and agreed to the settlement to quickly resolve this matter so she could move on with her life. And her $18 million minus 1000 
Let's go. We're going to height. Ready, Rick? I'm ready. Okay, I'm rolling. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Souchere. Wow, in all this time of the government taking your money, giving it to somebody else, uh, not who you want to do, you know, there's a way that you can have like, ha actually have somebody take your money and they will put it to very good use. That's when you donate to Minnesota Masonic Charities online at mnmasoniccharities.org. Poking around their website, there's a lot to learn. If you click on news and events in the news, uh, you learn about the elementary school minnow tank project for the Masonic Cancer Center, Minnesota Masonic Charities timeline of giving, uh, see some of the staffing video. There's all sorts of great stuff. They're galas, all sorts of wonderful things where you're going to inform yourself what a great pillar of the community the Minnesota Masonic Charities are. So if you care to donate your well-earned money and it's going to go to a very good cause, maybe the home, the old folks' home, uh, maybe the children's home, it's all sorts of great stuff, 952-948-6200. And I joke when this campaign started that they wear the funny hats, they have the handshakes, the secret meetings. Well, they do have some stuff that they keep close to the heart, but they're an open book. So if you want to donate or if you want to apply for a scholarship, click on the scholarships and find out how many different scholarships are available to someone you love or a student or someone in your family. Minnesota Masonic Charities, mnmasoniccharities.org, or just please donate, poke around. You're not going to go wrong donating here, 952-948-6200, online, mnmasoniccharities.org. Here's John Height in his newsroom. Thank you, Joe. Despite the number of calls increasing by more than a third, the Minneapolis Fire Department staffing numbers have remained the same for about 15 years. Numbers provided by Minneapolis Fire Chief Brian Tyner showed the department had about 35,000 calls in 2007 with 434 sworn firefighters. Yet in 2022, 15 years later, the number of calls had gone up to 55,000, so about 20,000 more calls, but the staffing numbers remained exactly the same at 434. The chief told our friends down at Five Eyewitness News that from year to year, those staffing numbers have even dipped. He said most days they are running three on uh, uh, running three on the engines on most days. Standards set by the National Fire Protection Association require departments the size of MFD to respond to calls in five minutes or less 90% of the time. Tyner said MFD is no longer meeting that requirement as often as it would like. He did start budget talks Monday with Commissioner of Community Safety, Cedric Alexander. Minneapolis crews are looking to add to daily staffing numbers and possibly add another fire station in the city. The budgeted daily staffing limit right now is 102 firefighters, and Tyner would like that to go up to 108 in the 2024 budget. That would allow him to bring two more engines into the rotation every day. One of the men charged in a gunfight and crash that killed a bystander in Minneapolis back in 2021 will be spending more than two decades behind bars. Marvell Galveston Williams pleaded guilty in May to both second-degree and third-degree murder and illegal gun possession in the death of 18-year-old Autumn Merrick. On Monday morning, Williams was sentenced to more than 24 years for Merrick's death. Uh, Merrick, you might remember this story, it was 18 years old, killed while riding a scooter on the sidewalk near 5th Street and 6th Avenue North, just a block from Target Field on October 6th, 2021, after two SUVs involved in a gunfight ended up crashing. Court documents said that Williams was a front seat passenger in one of those vehicles. The driver of the vehicle, Christopher Walker, is also charged with murder and is set to go on trial in May. 
Lawmakers in the Minnesota House of Representatives passed $2 billion worth of infrastructure spending Monday. We talked about that uh, happening possibly yesterday. Governor Walls initially proposed $3.3 billion for infrastructure spending in late January, but the current package smaller, coming in at $1.9 billion. The spending packages would also include some funds from the state's budget surplus to help communities across the state. With Democrats narrowly controlling both legislative chambers, the borrowing measure is seen as the main tool that Republicans have to leverage any control during the session as a 60% majority is required for bonding bills. Uh, even though the House passed the bonding bill, there's still an uphill climb in the Senate. Senate Minority Leader Mark Johnson, a Republican from East Grand Fork, said, we just want them to know that bill can be dead on arrival because we believe we need to see some tax cuts tied to that. It's a waste of time, said Senator Karen Housley, uh, Karen, I'm sorry, Housley of Stillwater. She said uh, they uh, need to send it over to the Senate because it will be dead on arrival without any tax cuts. However, House DFL leaders accused Republicans of playing political games. It's all both of them doing. The bonding bills. Did anyone uh, practice space management yesterday? No. I did in in the morning, but I didn't need to. (laughs) It all melted anyway. That single single stage uh, snowblower was really, really puffing and puffing. That was some wet, heavy stuff. It was, yeah, it was like the slushy yeah. machine right. coming out of the right. Yeah. I've got some friendly advice coming up for you on that topic I, later I know in our know. podcast. I know you do, uh, but I'm glad I did it because today, well, what was left will be completely gone, yeah. and we're supposed to get more Thursday and Friday. Yeah, winter storm watch. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm leap at stage of winter. <laughs> I, I want to be, but uh, it was, uh, I had five inches of snow. No, I've turned into St. Paul. Bleep it. It'll it melt. melt. <laughs> It'll melt. Let it melt. St. Pothole. <laughs> Duluth Judge Sally Tarnowski, known for her mental health advocacy, died suddenly on Monday while vacationing in Florida, according to a news release from the Minnesota Judicial Branch. Tarnowski, who was appointed by Tim Pawlenty in 2007, was chief judge of the 6th Judicial Court from 2016 to 2020 and actively served as a St. Louis County judge, first elected in 2008, and her most recent term would have run through 2027. No immediate information on the cause of death. You know, uh, the, guys, guys keel over suddenly in Florida every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You rarely hear of a gal. Uh, I wonder what happened to her. Yeah. Good, I have no idea. Gals usually uh, don't keel over suddenly. There's a lot of widows. That's right, Matt. Thank Not you. a lot of widowers. No. Leader one of the first Minneapolis bands to break out into the late 60s music scene has died. James Walsh, who headed Gypsy, was 74 years old. He had had some health issues. Walsh joined a local rock band called the Hot Half Dozen in the 60s, then got recruited by the Underbeats. In 1968, the Underbeats evolved into Gypsy and moved out to Los Angeles. They became the house band at the popular Whiskey A Go-Go for almost two years, making lots of friends in the music community and opening for lots of acts. Walsh said in an interview a couple of years ago, Jimi Hendrix came out to see the band, apologized for using the name Band of Gypsies. We told him we didn't care. He came to the Gypsy house for a few days, jammed a little bit, hung out mostly. Gypsy received recording offers from the established Atlantic Records Company and Metro Media, a broadcast company that was suddenly hot in the music world with Bobby Sherman. Gypsy chose Metro Media, of which they made two records, and then they made two more for RCA. The albums did okay sales-wise, but in 1975, the band broke up. After the drug-related suicide of lead singer, songwriter, guitarist Enrico Rosenbaum in 1979, Walsh would occasionally resurrect the band. 
He did five more albums and on uh, occasion performed live. The last record in 2021, the last performance happened in 2022 at the Crooners nightclub up in my neck of the woods here. He made more money with the underbeats than his father was making as a printer. So he dropped yeah. out of Edison high school. Yes. I saw and that. the underbeats were fabulous. They were just absolutely top drawer. And I thought Gypsy was too on the first album or two. And James Walsh had a great voice, a wonderful yeah. voice. I, I've never heard them or seen them. Can you describe their style of music? The underbeats were the... Uh, uh, Just give me a it? simple comparison. Okay, they were uh, the, the, the replacements of the early 60s, only they took themselves seriously. They were skilled. Oh. Uh, they had a wonderful sound. I thought that was Alex Chilton's band that did that. No, okay, they were maybe the Soul Asylum of the of the early sixties. They were a, they were whatever you consider right now a great local group. That's what they were. Okay, playing covers until they realized they were good enough to do their own stuff. Hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Gypsy was uh, almost a progressive rock band in, yes. in that age, yes. uh, but not as, you know, weird as some of those progressive rock bands got. They yeah. were a very good band. First two albums, Joe, like you said, were yeah. very good, I thought. Yeah. Two of the four American citizens kidnapped in Mexico over the weekend are dead, according to Mexican authorities. One of the victims was found alive, while the fourth is injured in unknown condition. And according to the Tumalupa state governor, Americo Verial, the Villarreal confirmed the news in a call to Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador during his daily press conference. One suspect, who was yet to be named by Mexican officials, was arrested in connection with the kidnappings. Mexico's Secretary of Security and Citizen Protection, Rosa Isela Rodriguez Velasquez, said loved ones <laughs> identified the victims as Latavia Tay McGee, Shaheed Woodard, Eric James Williams, and Zindel Brown. Brown's sister, Zalandria, told the FBI her younger brother and two other friends were with a third friend who was going to Mexico for tummy tuck cosmetic surgery. Ooh. They were in a white minivan with North Carolina license plates when they came under fire, according to the U.S. Embassy. It's believed they were mistakenly kidnapped after being caught in the middle of a shootout between rival gangs in that area. So what's the status? Who, who do we have and who is hurt? Two are, two, dead. two are dead and two are hurt, and they okay. that's okay. all the info. Scott Machura weighs in for Montana in reference to the story of the four Americans kidnapped and whereabouts unknown. Well, we now know. A woman I work with here in Bozeman grew up in St. Paul and attended St. Paul Central High School. She has friends who used to take their VW van from Minnesota down to Mexico to camp every year. They stayed in a quaint area that was not unlike an American campground, complete with a camp host similar to American campgrounds. Two years ago, they returned to their usual campground on the Baja Peninsula. The camp host told them he was happy to see them return and thought he needed their business, but he suggested they never return. Oh. He said about three weeks later, after Biden was sworn in, their town woke up to the head of their mayor on a pole in the city with a message from a cartel that this was their city now, pushing back. Scott Machura. This uh, this area actually, there was a State Department warning not to enter that area, uh, but apparently they just decided I think to the drive. The people who into went uh, would have been unaware of that warning. 
Yes. Matthew, doesn't uh, the body have a place in Baja? Yep. Yes. But who's going to mess with him? It's probably well protected. Well, I know, um, and people have their own opinions on him, but uh, Senator Dan Crenshaw has been going after this because of this story and basically saying, well, if we're not going to wake up now, then what, what is it this going was, to take? This was right across the border in Brownsville, Texas. Brownsville, right. Yeah. Basically saying, though, if we're not going to wake up now, what is it going to take? No, we're witnessing a society that's becoming destroyed. I think, uh, in fact, outside of the governor's place, there's a sign, and I'll, I'll translate for you. No telefono, nueve uno uno EC. What would Stevenson think about this, this uh, character in Coon Rapids? Uh, this would be the fault of inadequate tummy tuck no, surgeries no, no, no. in the United States. In the case of the mayor, yeah. in that case of yeah. getting beheaded, it's the knife's fault. It is. It's uh, the knife's uh, fault that that mayor got right. beheaded by the drug cartels. And no poll should have been available. No. There, there, there was poll should have been secured <laughs> in a locked area. Yep. Yeah. He didn't mention the name of the mayor or the name of the town, though. No. No, be, I have heard the name of the town mentioned, but I don't remember what it is. Be nice to have those facts. Well, just so it isn't Garage Logic, where the mayor is still functioning. <laughs> is <Where>? that <laughs> the governor's place down there in the Baja? Is that where the silo full of tortillas is? All right, next to the polar bear femur. <laughs> Got it. It'd be store, fun to get store. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be fun to get Will Sasso on? Oh, oh yeah. God! I've got to go, go, to, to go against Jesse. They have the three of you on. So the, the, are the, uh, yeah, have the no, body. Rook, it'd be like when Rook went on with uh, Caliendo. Caliendo and, my ass and I was okay. Morgan Freeman and Caliendo said, you're doing somebody. We just, we just don't, don't know who. <laughs> yeah, but his Jesse is pretty good. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. I don't have the thick pipes anymore, though. No. It's gone higher in my old age. You should start smoking. Yeah, there you go. That would Remember, go. I wanted to be a smoker to get you a better tried. Try <laughs> I'm smoking and I'm not wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> uh, last evening, I'm, well, I'm sure this story will bring about a lot of whataboutism, but I'm going to read it anyway with just the facts. Last night, Fox News host Tucker Carlson mm-hmm. showed some of the video shared with him from January 6th, shared by House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Carlson announced back in late February, remember, that McCarthy had given him exclusive access to 44,000 hours of security video. That brought forth condemnation from both sides of the aisle and from journalists. While Carlson used some last night, he focused last night's segment on promoting former President Trump's narrative by showing video of his supporters walking calmly around the U.S. Capitol. He asserted that other media accounts lied about the attack, saying it was not a riot, He said, yes, there were some bad apples, but he called the people there sightseers, not insurrectionists. How come then they had to get in by climbing a wall? (laughs) Carlson added, taken as a whole, the video does not support the claim that January 6th was an insurrection. The video that Carlson didn't show, of course, uh, shows police and rioters engaged in hours of violent combat. Nearly 1,000 people have been charged in connection with the attack. About 140 officers were assaulted that day, and 326 people have been charged with assaulting, resisting, or impeding officers or employees, including 106 assaults that happened with deadly or dangerous weapons. Carlson also said at the top of his show yesterday that Fox had checked with Capitol Police before it aired any of the video. Turns out that wasn't true. He said their reservations were minor, saying that Fox blurred a door inside the Capitol in response to the agency's request. However, 
U.S. Capitol Police said they thought there was an agreement with the Committee on House Administration, not with Carlson's show, that Capitol Police would be given the opportunity to review all the clips that Fox was planning to air. Uh, They were not given that chance. Only one clip was showed to them during the day. John, completely, completely unrelated. Yeah. What's your email address again? Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah. You know, I you guys said you got a bunch of complaints about that. I got three emails all saying way to go. That's like a tornado (laughs) destroys the town. Yep. But the the clips you decide to show are people calmly walking down a street. Oh, well, that's the, what is that called? Um, Gaslighting? Gaslighting. That's kind of what's going on in downtown Minneapolis. Wouldn't wouldn't oh, you say? I agree. I come on down and have f- dinner at one of our yeah. fine restaurants. <laughs> These folks walking calmly yeah. to their car. You see yeah, a lot of that too on social media, where there's a kid riding a bike down Nicollet on a Sunday morning at eight thirty. Yeah. Okay. Here's, well, uh, that's fine. But here's the part that disturbs me about all the conversations about this. This was January sixth, and an attack on the U.S. Capitol. Mm-hmm. And last week it turned into a whataboutism. And just now it turned into a whataboutism. What do you it mean? was an attack on the U.S. Capitol. Oh, we all, I, uh, don't we all agree? We do. I, yeah. I would hope so, yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, it's, I, oh, yeah, God. Yeah. And, but oh, you're talking you, to the public in general, John. You'll get, not, not you'll get, yeah, Chris, Chris will get emails uh, saying, you know. See, as a tourist, when I visited, say, uh, the Louvre, the Louvre. <laughs> Is that yeah. how you say it? The Louvre. I didn't climb in. I, I just got a ticket and went through the door. Walked through right through the yeah. front door. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. Well, the ridiculousness of You're on the Tucker coast Carlson coast. says is unbelievable. I looked around left. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Come from the wolves. Well, he just, it, maybe his copy was written wrong, John. Maybe he should have said there were no. a few good apples. I get back to the question I asked <laughs> Instead you Instead of a few bad. Right. <laughs> I get back to the question I asked you guys last week. Is there an amount of money you make that would allow you to behave this way? I mean, what, what, Not Carlson, you're a fraud. Tucker, Look, you're a phony. I make no money and I have a hard time living with myself. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, Carlson, you're a fraud. Hannity, <laughs> you're a fraud. He's also, well, never mind. We could, we could get Laura, into Laura, you're a fraud. Let's get There's into no Tucker. getting around it. So it must be you make enough to be a fraud. Well, remember, Tucker's the same guy who loves Putin and hates Ukraine. I mean, mm. I, maybe maybe this is exactly what he thinks. I have no but idea. I don't know. I would. I, I don't I know. Would add, and I've said it before. I feel that way about all of the network and cable okay. news. See, there's all your what about ism. See, this is January six. No, it's an I attack agree. on the Capitol. CNN's just as bad. They no, didn't, they didn't uh, show this. But. As John, John, as a general statement, not necessarily about this topic. Do you know what I mean? I don't trust anybody. Is what I'm saying. Uh, okay. I think that's a All good right. way to be. Well, I, I do too. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with anything you said, John. I, I just, I, I don't trust anybody. A Colorado man prosecutors say was affiliated uh, with the right wing anti-government three percenters. I'll just move on to this story related. <laughs> uh, admitted that he marched with the proud boys on January 6th. 26-year-old Robert Geeswine of Woodland Park, Colorado stood out in the day's video recordings, carrying a baseball bat, and wearing paramilitary gear, you know, the stuff a sightseer would wear. Well, that's what I wore when I went to the Louvre. I put on that, that bear suit, and I had a hat with horns on it. Did you have a bat? Did you have a I bat had a guy? bat, and then, yeah. but then I bought my ticket. 
He faces an estimated range of 41 to 51 months at sentencing. Uh, he faces a lot of charges, including 11 count indictment, including four charges of assaulting police. In plea papers, Geislin said that before the attack, he gave a media interview to which he said he hoped to keep President Trump in office. He said he marched for three hours that morning, then threw water bottles at officers guarding the West Plaza, and then sprayed aerosol irritant at two groups uh, groups of police defending the Upper West Terrace stairway, according to his plea papers. Again, things sightseers might do. All right, I'll stop now. The Proud Boys are angry, aren't they? They're the angry boys. They're, uh, yeah. uh, they're PO'd boys. They're proud of how angry they are. Yeah. What about yeah. the Duke boys? Well, they got the some boys. hazards. No, they're they're on the too, run for a while. They're too busy trying to shake Oscar or uh, Roscoe P. Coltrane. True. <laughs> and Cletus. Who was the sheriff? What was his name? Roscoe P. Coltrane. No, no. the little guy. That was J- Boss Hogg. That was Boss a different Sherman. Boss Hogg wasn't my the across the street neighbor where I live previous to where I live now was good friends with that guy. He wasn't the sheriff though. He was yeah. the whatever he was. Oh, yeah, he, he was, was like the are, are, we, are, we mix, are we mixing up boss. Uh, the, the Roscoe's movie, the, the Burt Reynolds movie with you uh, have two Cletus was experts John, the Dukes of Hazard and me and Kenny and you three idiots are trying to figure out who the sheriff is. You know what? I, Roscoe. Thank you. Well, who was who was Boss Hogg? He, he was like the city. Um, was he a mobster? Basically. No. Oh. He ran Hazard. He ran the town. Was Hazard the town County? named Hazard? No, Hazard County. Jefferson Brown. knows everything. What else do you need to know? I, I saw every Jefferson single episode. Jefferson Davis, J.D. Hogg, known as Boss Hogg, is a fictional character in the American TV series <laughs> Dukes of Hazard. We know he that. He was the commissioner of Hazard County. Oh, and the oh. Boss. oh yeah. That's what it is. Now, where does Sheriff, uh, uh, what's his name? Roscoe P. Coltrane. No. Coltrane. Buford T. <laughs> T. Justice. Justice. Now, that's, that's the movie, right? That's, that's the, Smokey that's and the, the Burt Reynolds movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, There's no <laughs> way you came from my loins. <laughs> when I get home, I'm going to punch your mama oh. right in the mouth. Now, I, I, conf- I confess. I s- yes, Joe. Hello. Joe, I don't know if you are aware of this, but it is the end of the world as we know it, and I have more proof. While I was waiting for work to start, I pulled up the TV and found Bonanza was going to start. Being a young man in his 30s who was taught what the good stuff was, I decided to watch a bit before work started. And I was appalled when before the show started, they gave a warning that the following program contains old cultural depictions. Listen, I'm no expert, but if you need a warning label of the old Wild West in one of the most classic TV series of all time, you have completely gone off onto the third rail. Keep pushing back from the mountains of Colorado. Hannah Rouquet. I have not ever seen a warning on an old television show. Oh, yeah. They're more, more, really? and more, free. Yeah, more and more frequent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my word. Well, well, now if you watch Netflix and we just finished Mad Men, it was smoking, yep. drinking. And you know, promiscuity, 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 promiscuity. That's Elmo Fudd. Then why don't they have a warning when you're watching, for example, Peaky Blinders, which is full of darkness and criminal behavior? I think, and, I think they do. Uh, you might want to watch a little closer. I, bet I don't want to see a warning. Well, they just uh, have a little thing that says contains violence, oh, okay. blood, yeah. n- nudity, whatever. All I can do just yeah. to get her to switch over to the uh, 
closed caption. <laughs> John, thank you. Is it my done? Am I done? Is it my done? Is it my done? Speaking of two boys, another great set is the Anderson Brothers. You guys have heard about the Anderson Brothers. I'm talking about Anderson Brothers Outdoors. I thought he was talking about a TV show. I did, too. They might as well be. That's how great their work is. Uh, A brand new partner to the GL podcast. This is a pretty cool story. So the owners, their brothers, Christoph and Justin, they started the business back when they were in junior high school. They were just mowing lawns around the neighborhood, and they kept at it. They worked hard, and now they have grown into a premier outdoor living business. Anderson Brothers Outdoors is a full design and build outdoor construction company. Whether you're interested in a custom natural water composite deck, a paver patio, hardscaping pools, outdoor kitchens, or have something else in mind, they look forward to creating the outdoor space you desire. Maybe a place, Rook, where you can put all sorts of news stories Hell and papers yeah. that you just have just scattered them. around the you place. Got to do. You gotta get <laughs> They'll take care of you. Anderson Brothers Outdoors, they'll consult with you to design your dream outdoor living space. And you get to take a look at a personalized, 3D rendering of the design prior to the project start. And you have to look at some of their great work they have done. (laughs) Check them out online. AndersonBrosOutdoors.com B-R-O-S AndersonBrosOutdoors.com If you've been thinking about pulling the trigger on that dream outdoor space, well, Christoph and Justin are your guys. AndersonBrosOutdoors.com Please tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. So, Joe, just yeah, I received a message this morning from a friend who is listening to Tom Bernard's podcast. Yeah, Uh-oh. Tom Bernard just complimented GL and Joe again. He talked about how fun it would be next year to have his show, GL and North, I'm assuming Score North, go on a trip together and broadcast. No, I don't think going to Vegas, be- baby. I, uh, I uh, responded, that would be a blast. It'll be tough convincing old Joe to agree. <laughs> well, we'll what if we just and, did it without him? I'm already and saying no. She responded, that's what they were saying. So yeah, well, they already know that you're going to shut down anything that resembles fun. That's right. I'm not going. You, you're anti fun. Yeah. Anti fun. Yeah. Anti fun. What if the rest of us go? And you can stay at home. We'll set you up in a studio at home. That's fine. <laughs> I'm sure the engineering team would love that. Yeah. It's a, it's the miracle. Why don't you guys just do it? And I just won't do it. I just oh, it I sounds, have a lot of appeal. Yeah. Sounds like fun. <laughs> His remotes have in the past have been a lot of fun for listeners. Well, that's great. Uh, Kenny, did you and Bob ever do We don't remotes? do that. Um, we're not going to even talk about that publicly oh, God, because, right. oh, yes, we did. Okay, and, that's uh, right. I yeah, let's go here. We're going to wrap her up. All right. Wrap her up. Oh, that's right. You gotta... about One of them, Roycey was along with and was a witness to some of the, uh, yes, sir. Crimes. <laughs> oh, I remember those stories. Okay. Yep. Crimes <laughs> against, uh, humanity. Probably. I remember you guys talking about legal in Vegas and um, Nevada, but uh, <laughs> not so much here. You'd have to, uh, if you're a Catholic, you'd write a big check to the church. <laughs> Are we ready? Yep. Okay, rolling. Am I? Yes, I need. I need uh, tri-state from you here. 
rolling. <clears throat> and now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Suchere. A few arguments I'd rather not get involved with. Grass-fed beef versus corn-fed beef. Oof, that's a hot button. Uh, gas versus diesel, another one. And uh, the one Such brought up earlier, single stage versus two stage. And all Boy, I'm I was say, struggling with that single I'm, stage. I'm, just, I'm not going to tell you what to buy. I'm just going to say a two stage will do everything a single stage will do, but the reverse might not be true. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. It doesn't matter because you can go down to Tri-State Bobcat during their spring sale on Toro, uh, Toro Power Clear single stage blowers and Power Max two stage blowers. And you can ask one of the consultants there, you know, they're sales guys. Let's just call them what they are. And they'll tell you everything you know, and you can make up the uh, make up your mind for yourself. But I promise you, whatever whatever you get, you're going to look forward to the next snowfall, wet, dry, whatever it is. Uh, the best bet: get to a tri-state location, or even pick up the phone, tell them you're a GLer, and then go down there and pick up the unit that best fits your needs. If you're thinking about summer, boy, these Toro zero turn mowers—they're going to cut your time spent mowing. If it takes you three hours. With a zero turn, and I don't think I'm being outrageous, you can at least cut an hour off. Stop driving circles. Start going back and forth. Spool that thing up. Let it rip. Um, both the uh, Now, we're talking the best pricing on select previous model years, both the Time Cutter and the Titan zero turn mowers, uh, anywhere from 42-inch to 60-inch. Discounts, 10 to 20%. Uh, that's a big bunch of snowblowers, carryovers, and everything else on sale right now. So, like I said, get on the horn. If you're down in the Owatonna area, area or even close uh Mankey's outdoor power equipment in Oatan and now part of the tri-state family so whatever i say about tri-state also applies at Mankey's in Oatana. and like i said stroll in tell them uh, hey gl are here i heard it on the podcast and uh, you'll find them three locations in town burnsville little canada and hudson on the web tristatebobcat.com only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans at WorldwideWaftage.com. On this day... Joe, today is March 7th. In 1882, the Minnesota State Butter and Cheese Association <laughs> was organized in Rochester. The group promoted dairy farming in the state and counts among its successes the Grand Sweepstakes Award for the Best Butter. Wow. At the 1885 World Industrial and Centennial Exposition in Nolens. That's butter. Wow. On this day in 1913, 3-7. early in the morning, a plainclothes copper was beaten and thrown out of a room at the St. Paul Hotel where members of the state legislature and their <laughs> friends were said to be playing cards. The officers returned with six more plain clothesmen and exciting scenes followed, including the uh, the flight through a window into another room by a man who had hit the first policeman with his fist. Although at least one man was told to appear later in court, the entire matter was dropped while the legislators complained of a frame-up by the coppers <laughs> to make trouble for members to disfa- in disfavor with city administrators. Wow. That's now, what's that called when you're thrown through a window? Defenestrate. Defenestration. Yes. Oh, right. 86 Defenestrate. is yeah. what we call it. Thank you, GLers. Sorry right. for such a short show, but... I have to do something. <laughs> got a thing. It's got a thing. Uh, GLers, don't forget.
forget to oh, subscribe yeah. to the Garage Logic YouTube channel, Rook. How do you got do the whole fist up there, Doc? Yeah, hey, how you doing there, Tiger? If you would like uh, to see uh, uh, Garage Logic at its finest, you may sign up our, uh, at the uh, YouTube page. Go ahead. Are you and Governor Walls going to be holding hands? Nope. Oh, okay. Continue. He's got he's, he's got other things in mind. Hey, check out the Garage Logic Town Council at garagelogic.com. I just saw another thing for you to sign over there, Suchi Boy certificate. Another satisfied customer. It only costs ten bucks a month or hundred bucks a year. Sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council. Get entertained and check out the online store at garagelogic.com. Ciao. <laughs> You guys will have to figure out the the writing. We got her there, cowboy. Kerry Dedzik and uh, Zach Stevenson and Stolen Kias and uh, uh, how can you have a society when there's... I'm ready. How can you have your pudding when there ain't no meat? (laughs) Yeah, you do it. I'm leaving. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What did we start with? Did we uh did we warn the town council that we might be early <laughs> today? Yeah, I think we got him. No. See you, bro. Why? Why do you ask, John? Well, I was just curious because if they tuned in at you know ten to noon and went, what the hell? I I I wonder though. I I don't know that it's a large percentage of the yeah. town council that actually tunes in to listen to the show live. A lot of people, you know taken the unedited versions of both the video and the podcast but does all that stuff stay on the front of the video yes when i mean if if i watch a video at four this afternoon once i I'd, say I, i'm going live it's from that it's so, all oh oh, like oh well never mind that's then. why i always like to let you guys know that i'm going live what's his name zach stevenson Parisi. Zach. Mayo. this is when you guys are super helpful by the way <laughs> Zach Stevenson, I believe. <clears throat> Z-A-C-K. <laughs> Bisexual representative. Yeah. Zach. St- was yeah. that seriously on his rep page? Yes. I didn't see that when I called he him. Came out as- That's on his, on his representative page? No, it's on his Wikipedia page. Oh, sorry. Oh, Rook's yeah. at his page, and I thought, there's no way that's on his house rep page. His rep page has his wife. Fired, or no, his, I guess his election page and his wife. I wonder what she thinks about him coming out in 2023. Probably relieved. She doesn't have to deal with him anymore. You know how many urges. How do I phrase that? It gets tougher. And she, well, I should shut up. We're recording. Yep. <laughs> Get in trouble here. Z-A-C-K Stevenson. Did we know he was a prosecutor for Hennepin County? Joe Did you say that, Rick? Joe said yeah. he was an attorney. Holy moly. Rook, not that I wasn't paying attention to what you're saying. It's okay, Johnny. You're you're working hard. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I don't know about that. John. Um, yes, Kenny. <sighs> I got a wild hair. Uh-oh. About tomorrow? And there's... I don't know if we can get any mileage out of this or not, but I, I did a whole bunch of research on it, and you'll find all the information on Facebook. Um, it's called 
three old guys rides ride to Alaska. They left northern Minnesota Grand Rapids yesterday um, on snowmobiles and are riding through um, Canada and the Yukon to Alaska. And uh, it's too late to get a hold of them. I didn't find out till too late, and I discovered the story. I asked Ross to find anybody we could talk to, and I'm really doubtful that that's going to happen. Did we talk about this once? Once? No. Like, this we, show, not on air, but off? No. Well, I think we talked about a guy that was going to ride a Honda from Michigan to the East Coast, and that thing crapped out and broke down right away. Why does this sound so familiar? Uh, no, I, I just learned about it on Sunday, and it was too late. Hmm. What was and then that? I found a story on the Drudge Report about, um, it's called Customer Problems Hit a Record High, More People Seek Revenge. And I kind of want to go through that story and talk about the revenge that all of us are seeking. It was uh, at the middle top bar on Drudge about an hour, two hours ago. Okay. And I haven't looked at Ross's email yet, so I don't know what he sent us. Yeah, I, I haven't either. I Is need it... help. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask. I just need help describing the second thing that you and Joe did. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, Joe fixed it for us. Okay. That was what we called the bed. I don't know how you want to phrase it. Oh, um, what was it let, in reference to? What's Carrie Deeds? Carrie Deeds six editorial, and that spelling. Hold on. Um, Carrie is spelled K A R I. Yep. Zick is boy, my eyes are D Z I E D Z I C. Yeah. All right. And she's the uh, majority leader in the Senate. Uh, she had an editorial today, and Joe fixed it. Okay. Joe fixed Carrie's editorial. Oh, excuse me. Well, this would be kind of nice being out of here by one. <laughs> Get stuff done. You got to go to work, work or no? I do have to go back. Got it. How do we convince Joe to get on board with this trip that Tom wants to do? He gave us the initial no. Now the work starts. <clears throat> That's how it goes. We convinced Jennifer to go. Where, where am I driving to? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I, 
kind of feel the same way. <laughs> I mean, how are we? I, I guess the bigger problem wouldn't it be convincing management? Probably. Well, if we if there's a sales component to it that involves listeners, they'd be on board. fun part about those trips is the show is always the afterthought (laughs) it's the trip that's fun right all right we'll have my sisters uh, set run the trip and then uh we'll get a good deal and then we'll be good to go but we need a deal on airfare possibly a charter flight wouldn't we yeah. Doesn't that cost a fortune? Uh, yeah, that's not going to be cheap. Maybe we'll just all hop on Spirit. Mm. Mm. Aren't they getting purchased, <laughs> Spirit? Do you see the guy that died in oh. turbulence? Yeah. It, was a, it was a woman. I thought it was a oh. guy, too. Then I saw her picture. Um, She must not have been belted in. It was in a corporate chat. Yeah. Wasn't she like a uh, lawyer for 9-11? Yeah. I remember the whole thing. A couple thing. of friends of mine, um, they have a son in Wyoming, and so they, when they go see him, they fly into uh, Denver, and they say every time they fly into Denver, they think it's going to be their last moments on Earth. There's always so much turbulence there. Oof. I've never been, been to that airport. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the crazy guy in the plane? Yes, I and was going to bring that wow. up. Wow, the, pa- the passengers took him down. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, her husband and son were on the plane with her. Lovely. Oh Christ! Hyde served as counsel for the nine eleven commission. Well, it's just me and you again, John. <laughs> hey, how you doing, Chris? <laughs> hey, does the World Baseball Classic start today? It does. There's a game at 10 o'clock tonight on TV. Cuba and somebody. Cuba. Are they just, where are they playing them? Are they, is it San Diego and Arizona again or whatever? You know, I don't know. Where is the World Baseball Classic being played this year? I thought it was always Arizona and San Diego. Maybe Miami. Tokyo Dome? Lone Lone Depot Park? Where's that at? I think that's Arizona. How about Chase Field? Where's that at? Oh, sorry. Chase Field's Arizona. Okay. Lone Depot is... Is that Miami? Miami. Yes, you are correct. And at the Taichung Intercontinental Baseball Stadium in... I bet that's not in the U.S. (laughs) That's in Taiwan. Oh, so, that's right. Because don't they have an east and a west or whatever? Yep. Got yep. it. Yeah. So Taiwan, Japan, Arizona, and Miami. Is uh, Otani playing? That I do not know. That I do not know. 
Is there a schedule for the first round World Baseball Classic? Because usually when you get to the later rounds, it's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, I liked it last time. My kid was making fun of me because I said, oh, World Baseball Classic's coming. He's like, really? Who cares? Well, I'll watch some. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Y'all, 2023 World Baseball Classic. Do I hear Josh? Are you editing yeah, Josh? Yeah, I'm editing Josh as we you, you <laughs> probably hear it through my headphones. Yep. Yeah, tonight at 10 is the first game. 10 p.m.? 10 p.m. After that, it's, I'm not going to be up that late. Because it's in. You're not going to be up at 10 o'clock? What? It's in no, Taiwan. It's just, that game's in Taiwan. Oh, I suppose the time change and whatnot. Okay. It's probably an app. Then there's a bunch of games. A lot of them, though, are like tomorrow. 6 a.m. Yeah. No, 6 a.m., 10 p.m., and 11 p.m. Oof. <laughs> then Thursday, 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 10 p.m., 11.30 p.m. Tubby? Why are they going to be on Tubby? Tubi. Tubi. Yeah, Tubi. I Tubi. I don't, I don't want to watch about Tubi. Tubby was the coach of the golfers. Like, he used <laughs> to coach basketball. Yeah, there's really no day games until Saturday. Who's the manager for the USA team? Is it Leland again? Um, um, I love um, every spring training because Super 70 Sports always retweets the photo of Jim Leland just cussing out Barry Bonds. It yes. Makes me, it makes me, <laughs> makes my heart fill, fill with joy. Speaking USA. of that. Yes. Somebody sir. put that home run that he hit at Yankee Stadium. The other day, remember that one? He hit into the third deck of old Yankee Stadium. You talking about Bonds? Yeah, I don't remember that. Oh sorry. my! Look it up, John. It's. I mean, I know he's all roided up, and I get that, but holy f, was that a home run? I found the roster, but I can't find the manager. Any twins playing? Um, because what's his name is playing for Puerto Rico. No twins on the U.S. roster. Huh. Because isn't is Korea playing for? Where's Korea from? I don't even know. Is it Puerto? Is he from Puerto? I can't remember. Where he's from. I think he is. I thought he dropped out though. Oh, I thought <clears throat> when I read a story about Miranda not being able to play that it said that's Korea. what I'm thinking of. Miranda, Miranda was on a team. Oh, so Miranda's yeah. not playing either. Yeah, because of his arm, he can't throw. Oh, great. Yeah, he has. He's been DH in all spring because his. Uh, well, I was going to say. I thought I just saw him hit the other day. Yeah, he's okay. yeah. There's a, a story over the weekend, or the weekend. Well, why doesn't it have the manager? I mean, really? Oh, bastards! Google, because usually they have somebody that's not current. Correct? I don't know. You're asking a lot of questions. I don't know the answer to, Chris. I am. <laughs> Mark DeRosa is the manager. Huh. Interesting. Why can't I? Who the hell? He was an in, infielder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Cubs. I think he ended with the Cubs. You're right. Yep, you're right. I believe. I believe. Huh. Interesting. I'd look at all the rosters, but that would take a lot of time. There'd yeah, only be one, one or two guys on every team I knew. <laughs> is Bert doing the Netherlands? 
Um, let's check. How come he never became a coach? I wonder. I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to. I just want to, or I'd pay him to teach my kid how to throw that curveball. Yeah. He serves as the pitching coach for the Netherlands national baseball team, having done so in the 2009, 2013, 2017, and 2023 World Baseball Classic. So, okay. yes, he is. Yes, he is. Because he's still mad at the Twins, isn't he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Huh? Oh. Wait a minute. Mike Piazza is the manager of, of the, Italy. The Italian yeah. oh, team? That was during sports talk. Yeah. And, and I only and I only know that because I saw there was a, a little video of him with the team on MLB Network. Yeah, they got a little interview of him here where he says, uh, "Ban the cutter." <laughs> That's funny. I I gotta say I've watched a lot of spring training because you know I'm a I'm a loser. Yeah, <laughs> I like what they're doing with the rule changes. Yeah, what I've game. seen, I like. The Yankee game is a perfect example. Uh, it, was, it was Rizzo. A couple guys on. If they would have let the old shift exist, yep. they would have been out of the inning. But it was one of those Mauer nice line drives up the middle for yep. a hit. Yeah, the base hit up the middle has pretty much disappeared the last two, three years. But I, I like the new, I like that they're banning that or, you know. Yep. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because they need mean. to be. They need to be aware of the fact that kids aren't watching baseball. Yeah. My kids couldn't be in a house that's more supportive of the game, and they watch little baseball. Yeah. And Dill will watch it, but he's not, I mean, he doesn't have an overriding interest. Yeah. You know what I mean. But they'll come to the, they'll come watch our games. You know, mm -hmm. they'll go to, mm -hmm. they like playing. Yeah. They do play. But they just, they're like, ah, oh, it's boring, Dad. Yeah. Yeah, well, I can't really. All right. <laughs> it's because we're old, Chris. And I'm a lot older than you. I know, but <laughs> I don't I know. To... I know. I want you to rest uh, keep all those emails that you get complaining about me. You just keep them, okay? That's why when as soon as you did the story, <laughs> I went, I'm just gonna wait till he's done and say, Hey John, completely unrelated. Um what's your email address again? I got three last time. They were all, uh, they all liked me. So I, uh, it's the ones that don't like me or chicken to send me stuff. Right. Town council. Oh, there. <laughs> uh, fun times. Fun times. Of course, we're done early, and I still have to do the show with Mike today. <laughs> oh, geez, that sucks. Really, that's a, whatever. Huh? I got other. I got a bunch of other stuff I got to get done anyway. So I have to run to the store, and then I have to work out. So that's my plan. That workout sometimes, though, that kind of slips by. It doesn't get done. See, I love the <clears> fact <throat> that we have the thing at home now. The elliptical. Yeah. Well, I work out at home too, but uh, sometimes I'm still too lazy, which is sad. I know. 
No, it's great because I can. I usually drop the boys off at school, get home, do an hour, and then I'm good to go. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, so Mark DeRosa. Okay, got it. Oh, that's right. Tomorrow's a grabby coffee shop, isn't it? That means I'll have to get up early. Damn. What's early for John Height? Uh, I'll probably get up about 7, 7.15. Early? Tomorrow. Jesus. Well, usually I get up about 7.45, so. Huh. Yeah, I haven't set an alarm in a long time. <laughs> Dad, buddy, 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 it's Saturday. I know, but guess what? What's up, buddy? Kid, go Man. watch cartoons. <laughs> no, no, they they can do all that on their own. It's uh, Benji and Pippa are fighting in the basement. Oh, buddy, I'm really glad you woke me up to tell me that. Yeah, thanks. But as everyone keeps telling me, you will miss it one day. And so yeah. I always tell myself that. They'll be gone. They'll be gone three times and come back three times like my kid. <laughs> Oh, if it was up to Jess, they would yeah. never move out. I, yeah. I would be moving out before they would. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, that would be the case here, too, actually. Aaron Rodgers reportedly spoke to the Jets Monday. I saw that. I, I wish he'd just do something. Do something, because you're driving me nuts, man. Exactly. Just do something. But what I can't stand are the NFL reporters that bitch. You effers are the one that creates this shit. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, speaking, I saw. Oh, I better be careful. Pelicero <laughs> was on with Dan because I like Dan Patrick's show. I'll, I'll listen to that when I'm on the treadmill. Yeah. Or excuse me, the elliptical. And he was on last week with Dan, and and I can just see him with his little Tom grin. And Tom's good. Don't get me wrong. He's a really he's really good at what he does. But he's like. Well, this manufactured drama, and I just wanted to—I wanted to text him. You fraud! You're the one that—you're the one that helps with this. That was still the. Did I ever tell you that night of the draft show that we I did? Don't think so, maybe, but I but don't. Tom remember. was still working for us, but yes. Now, in retrospect, realizing he was maneuvering. Yeah, sure, yeah, <laughs> maneuvering. I don't blame him. He's well, got yeah, a great gig. Yeah, but it was the night of the draft. And so I'm running the board, Presso's in the uh, the Joe chair, right? Yeah. I think with Mackie, because Judd was at either Winter Park or wherever they were having the Viking draft party, I think. And Tom takes a call while we're in the middle of a segment. I got to take this. You know, he's like, so Mackie, I looked at him, he's like, well, um... Hey, they took a running back. Uh, what? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, Presso Pelicero. Oh, Presso. Oh, Don do Presso. Have that? Presso. For a million dollars, who said it? Yeah, here oh, we go. There's a wide wide receiver. Tom Presso. Tom Presso. Presso. Jerome Simpson. Simpson. That's right. Jerome Simpson called him a douchebag. Oh, and he didn't want me to play it. I said, Tom. 
Oh, it's this is a freaking gold. Audio gold. Gold. Yeah. yeah. He he really didn't want me to play it. I don't know if he didn't want me to play it because he didn't want to piss off the Vikings, or if yeah. he didn't want me to play it because he. I, I don't. Well, I don't. Rice has been pissing off the Vikings since 1965. Or right. Whatever, and he's still. <laughs> they still deal with them. All right. Batteries closing out. I got to get over there. Let's go. Did you make a fresh deposit before you left? Yeah, I had to go all the way around. People were there. The light, Kenny's light microwave light was on over there, and I'm like, I'm not going in there. Tom Pressel. Tom Pressel. See you, Johnny. Jerome Simpson. See you, Rug. I bet the town council never thought they'd get a Jerome Simpson reference. No kidding. Oh, Aaron Hicks dropped another fly ball, huh? What the hell happened to him? Is he st- How long is he still under contract? Seven. Oh, seven years. It was seven years, right? So. See you, meetings tomorrow. See you, Rick. Yep. Say see ya. <laughs> John says see ya. Yeah, he dropped another uh, fly ball to left field last night in an exhibition game. Well, he basically had one good year, right? One good year. That's correct. You are correct, sir. He just strikes, you know what? And again, I don't know him. I didn't cover him. Wasn't in the locker room. He uh, he just seems like a guy that really doesn't like baseball. The players love him, but I mean the other players. But he just all of a sudden, I'm mean, not all of a sudden, but he just went to hell. Uh, let's see. Uh, boy, he's been with the Yankees a long time. Seven years? Well, didn't they trade him in 20... 20- because they got the catcher for him, one of Terry Ryan's bold moves. 2016 was his first year as a Yankee. Well, he had he had two decent years with the Yankees. But even the year he hit 27 homers, he hit 248 and struck out 111 times. Oof. I just so, remember that. I think what got him or why the Yankees fell in love with him, do you remember why? I don't. Twins are playing at Yankee Stadium. No, it had to have been New Yankee, New Yankee Stadium. Jackass is talking baseball. Yeah, because no one else is here. <laughs> and remember, he was playing center field. Buxton obviously hadn't been called up yet. He's in center field, that right center field gap that's really deep. Yep. And remember that throw he made from the from the wall, and he threw out somebody at third base. It was an incredible throw. Yeah. And I remember, I think that's what the Yankee went, holy shit, look at that play. He And he was a good outfielder. Yeah. Well, he, he was a good outfielder last year. I don't know. It was like he was lost, and now this play was it was on the line, you know, just right by foul and fair territory. Yeah. He did he did one of these where he went into foul territory, oh. came back, and it bounced right off the heel of his glove last night. Uh, he has signed to serve through the 2026 season. Oof. So they have another four years counting uh, this year. They do. No. <laughs> We're talking about Aaron Hicks' contract, Rook. What do you think? Bull. Marmaduke? Huh? Gee, I wish Kenny was here to talk salary with us. If you go to a town baseball game, that plays at least once a game in between innings. Talking baseball? Oh, my God. (laughs) That in center field by Fogarty. Or is it CCR? No, it's Fogarty. It is, okay. You know, he doesn't make that much money. I mean, he's not very good either. But He's 10 mil, isn't he? 10 mil a year. Yeah, nine, well, nine, John, seven. I don't know what kind of salary you're knocking down well, as a newsman. I'm, I'm talking about baseball players, though. I I'm mean, talking, you know. Hey. No, 
the the most he, a lot. the most he makes in his contract is the last year 2026 which is that a mutual deal 125 with a team option that has a 1 million dollar buyout i would guess that buyout will be used unless yeah, I don't suddenly, think they're going to pick you know, that up i don't either he'll be 36 by then and he can't play now so what's he going to be like then hell he's only making 97 the next 2 years i might just release him anyway <laughs> and eat it good lord that's You like you gotta love though the managers and stuff, players yeah. like that. Where it's always whenever the reporters ask him, oh, he's looking really good. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Hopefully, somebody trades for him. <laughs> uh, I, well, I just feel bad for those uh, middle market teams like the New York Yankees. That's right, damn it. Although, aren't the Mets? Don't the Mets have like a three hundred fifty million dollar payroll? Yeah. Well, them and the Padres. The next, I just read an article. Six years are just. Numbers are outrageous, wow. and they and the Padres still have Soto to sign. <laughs> well, they won't be able to. How well, are they going to afford him? They they said they're gonna. They said they will fit him in. Good luck, fellas. Good oh, luck. This you ready for a controversial baseball take? By da, 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 da. Sure. I wouldn't give Soto that money. Yeah, I mean, I, I get I why you do yeah. Machado. He plays a premium position, and he's a really good third baseman. Yeah. You can find outfielders that hit 30 home runs. Yep. Yep. I should be running this operation. That's right. My brother's favorite saying, you know, he's a Giants fan. He wants him to sign every free agent. Yep. And, and I'll always bring up the money thing and say, well, they can't spend blah, blah. And, you know, his, his saying is always, it's not my money. Not my money. What do I give it to him? Which I find amusing. Yeah, he yeah. was uh, quite angry about the Carlos Correa thing. I still don't get. It. I'm. I mean, I'm glad it, it worked out the way it did. But yeah. if you, I, it, you knew he had a leg thing. Yeah. Well, in the Mets too. They both. Uh, I did uh, like his comment in the. There was a story about him over the weekend in the paper. Correa. And he, yeah, and. You know, they asked him, you know, if he was disappointed or whatever. And he said, well, all I can say is my wife said we should be able to live on $200 million, <laughs> which I found kind of amusing. Did I tell yeah. you my Twins Fest story about her? No, you went to Twins Fest this year? Or not Twins Fest. What's that other thing where Patrick got the award? Oh, the, the Diamond? Thing? Diamond Awards. Thank you. Sorry. Diamond, yeah. So it was it was cool. They did it. I, I had never attended a Diamond Awards before. Yeah. Um. So a bunch of us sat at the at the table. So like Joe and Jennifer and Ginny, Dan, you know, Judd, all bunch of people, right? Yep. And so it was neat. The, you know, he sat down, he had dinner, and then they had the speaker. And Patrick went last, which was perfect, right? And it it was only about I don't even think it went two hours. It was it it was very well paced. Oh, wow. anyway, yeah. anyway, so when it was winding down, you know, Bramer and uh, Audra Martin were the MCs. And so uh, Dick says, uh, well, at this time, we're going to excuse the players and their families um, to go to their cars or whatever. Because a lot of, I'm sure, because, you know, people were celebrating, having fun. So I'm sure a lot of them got Ubers or whatever. And I think they're trying to like, hey, don't, don't go bother the players for autographs and stuff. That is what I think the message was, which I'm thinking, I don't give a damn. I just want to go yeah, home. Yeah, sure. Right. So whatever. So then, but the problem was, everyone had to go to the same area because there was only two elevators that went either. If you had a room, it took you up to the skyway to get to your hotel room or you were 
taking it to go to the parking ramp or you were taking it to the main level to go get a Uber or whatever, right? Gotcha. Yep. So we're we're all standing there and I walked out and I uh I just I was standing next to what's his name? Uh the tall oh Walner, the outfielder. Oh, okay. Yep. And I knew he played for Forest Lake High School. So I knew I know the guy that runs the Forest Lake town baseball team. And so I just said, Hey, introduced myself and I said, uh, did you play? He goes, Oh yeah, I played for the Brewers, blah, blah, blah. So we just started talking a little town baseball. Boy, is he dumb as a box of rocks, by the way. In any event, um Shh, it, it was a lot of uh yeah. It was a lot of that from him. Um, but anyway, so then I'm waiting, I'm sitting there because you gotta wait, because it basically the elevator can only take, you know, six people at a time, or whatever. And I had to take the elevator down to go get to my 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 vehicle. And Korea's wife is standing there. Obviously, she's stunning and she's eight months pregnant or whatever she is, and she's got this very nice dress on. Yeah. And it was just that awkward silence. And I went, Whew, thank God I didn't wear the same dress tonight. That'd have been awkward. <laughs> and she laughed. She thought it was funny. You're such a geek. Well, but I just thought, <laughs> well, you know, we're all just standing here staring at the wall. I thought, well, whatever, you know, and she, she, she laughed. She thought that was pretty funny. That's funny. Yeah. That so. is funny. Hey, uh, I'm, I got a, a note from somebody who must be listening. What? Uh, Howard. Oh yeah. Cause uh, I have the stream. The stream's on. Howard said, as my mom always said, if you don't have anything good to say, dot, dot, dot. Seriously, <laughs> no, it's about me. Oh, uh, seriously, John. Though I really like what you add to the show, though I don't generally agree with you. You add balance. Without it, the show would be a rant. So thanks, thanks, Howard. I appreciate that. Howard, don't feed his ego. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna. Oh, I shouldn't have said God. Oh, now you swore. See, it. see how you it. are. God darn it! All okay, right, I, hold on, hold on. Uh, here's what, what I said about huh? the headline. What? I said. Minnesota House Rep Zach Stevenson, D, uh, and then in the what do you call it? Parenthes, not parentheses, with the bracket, the, the quotation marks. No, parentheses. The, the the half moon thing. Yeah, parentheses. That's not this? parentheses. Is it parentheses with the these? No, that's quotation marks. There you go. Okay, in the parentheses. <laughs> okay. House Rep Minnesota House Rep Zach Stevenson. Parentheses DFL 35A blames Kia and Hyundai for manufacturing cars that are easy to steal. Okay. Is that yeah. fine? Okay. Yeah. What were the quotation marks around? I'm sorry. DFL 35A. Oh, is that how need, I'm supposed well, to label that? No, why? No, you don't need quotation marks. Oh. Oh, that's I what see. Had, well, you'd that's use what it had parentheses. You'd use parentheses, though. That's what Those, I that's what that's I did. That's the half moons. Yeah, that's what I did. Oh, that's right then. I thought okay. you said you put quotation marks around it. <laughs> well, I, I want to make sure. So, because I, I hate when I don't do it right and then I get yelled at. Joe yells at you. I know. I had to Oops. laugh the other day when he with the two thing, the T O and T O O. I have to laugh. Have to, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not complaining. Don't complain. There's people that have real jobs complain. out there. But the half the problem is everyone's in such a fucking hurry when we're done with the show, especially on Monday. Uh-huh, uh-huh. When the big man comes in here and then they're all talking, everyone talks at the same time. I, and then Kenny starts yelling at me. See, I was going to say, I think that's a problem before and after the show. I don't know why we have to be so aggressive. Aggressive. That's a good word. Yeah. Well, I, and again, 
I get that. So I'm only trying to get information because I get about three minutes. Yep. When everyone's here at the same time, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I get mm-hmm. about three minutes before I have to go live, where I can ask questions about upcoming events that I get asked about by a lot of people, and I don't know the answers to. <laughs> Well, now that I know uh, that about that, as soon as people start talking before the draw, I'm just going to start talking to you just to see if I can interrupt everybody. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Well, and I got news for it's it's when I'm going to be gone. So I want to make sure everything's set up so oh, that that's right. You're gonna my phone cool. doesn't ring 53 times a day. When are you gone? Uh, we're leaving f- uh, two weeks from this coming Friday. So that whatever that is, the 24th. The 24th. Yep. And then we're out and then I'm gone that entire next week. The next week. Why doesn't Joe take some? He always complains. Well, I said, time off. I said, if you want, I can schedule the ads, especially for that Friday, because that Friday is going to be easy. But if I have it ahead of time, that way we don't miss anything before the end of the month of March. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why he doesn't. Because we always hear, I have eight weeks of vacation I haven't right. used. Well, use some. Use some. Use some. All right, uh, Chris, I'm going to leave you now. Bye, yeah, John. I have to, I have to go shopping. What are you going to buy? Are you going to buy me anything? I, I need some fruit, Chris. I'm out of fruit. I like fruit. Jess has got me doing the, the not the over-the-top <laughs> keto thing, but the healthy ba- balance keto thing. It's working. I don't know what that means. but I'll send, I mean, I'll I know send what it, it means. You. But. It's seriously, mood and energy and everything. It's great. Mm. It's a high, it's, what is it? It's high protein. Okay. Uh. I'll, 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 I'll uh, it, yeah. That's, uh, D- Dylan kind of is doing the same thing. <clears throat> Isn't Dylan vegan? No, he, he'll eat meat, but he still eats, like he'll eat the, uh, vegetarian, uh, buffalo wings, that okay. kind of stuff. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. but he'll have, yeah, he'll have a, uh, chicken sandwich or whatever. He'll, he had a burger the other night. Okay. As a matter of fact, he was very hungry for a burger. He hadn't had one in several months. Got it. But no, so he doesn't. And he drinks lots of smoothies with with proteins and stuff. In I, I got um, one of those blend jets for Christmas. I don't know if that was a sign or a <laughs> suggestion. Because we don't, we always, we don't buy gifts for each other. So it's, yeah. it's hey, let's get one of these. And it's kind of, it's great because you can, uh, you can take it. It's easy. It fits in your freaking backpack for crying out loud. Yeah. Well, that's, I don't know what Dill's got, but he's got a, it's just a, it's like this and thin. It's just a blender huh. and he, he makes smoothies in it every day. And, uh, yeah. And yeah, but he puts stuff in his that makes it look weird to me. <laughs> well, he's, it's probably kale, right? It's well, it's proteins. You know, they come in the big thing. I don't know. I'd have to ask him. I, I I I don't know anything about that. Uh, I don't know anything. About I, I don't know anything about that. All right, Chris, I'm gonna go. Bye, John. Uh, I will see you tomorrow. Not if old... I see you first. <laughs> Bye, town council. Bye, town council. <laughs>